Howdy, it's Morgan. I play Eugene, your friendly neighborhood goblin druid cook. Speaking of cooking, boy do I hope Sam and Ben were able to put their differences aside and just have dinner. But hey, Chicago's a big city. We're all so busy these days and sometimes you're just not ready to squash the beef. Know what I mean? Anyways, I'm extremely grateful to all of you out there who tune in every week. It's been especially cool to get feedback on what you like, what made you laugh, and what made you think. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review wherever you're listening. It's hands down the best way to help us reach new audiences. And now, please enjoy The Heroes Die. Hey, gang, how are we doing this week? Wow, we're good. back. Hello, hey, Sam. Hey, there we are. That's Howdy, wonderful. Hey. Nice to hear all your voices. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> question for you. Uh, you've heard this question from me before, I think years ago, perhaps when we were doing the Harrowing or the Dragon's Demand when we were first playing together. Wow. And uh, the question is, what would it take for you to believe in magic, real magic? And if you already believe in magic, what would it take, what kind of display of magic would it take for you to change your mind about how it works in the world are we talking like in a young girl's heart like what do we, like what do we say like you know yeah you could I have be. one example but i don't know if it counts as magic ben wait hold on you have an example yeah i i have something that i could see and it would make me a believer one way or the other and that thing would be someone's head blew up and regrew like right on the spot like men in black style precisely exactly like men in black yeah yeah mm-hmm. Impactful. Mm-hmm. Which so is interesting because if it, you've seen Men in Black, you know that that's not magic. Not magic. It's just another race. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, yep. I think which also brings in a, you know, maybe tertiary question here, which is like the defining line between an advanced technology and magic. All right, obviously, Clark. Take a seat. <laughs> no, 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 but that, that's, that's real, right? Like, what is the thing where you are not like, oh, that's just some technology I don't understand? That's magic. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Where, totally. where, do, yeah. where does that graduate? Because like any of the cantrips in this game that we play, I'd probably be like, I think that that's tech. You know, like someone casts a light spell or produce like, flame or whatever. It's just like you just do you, no, Well, now hold on, Sam. Do you think in you? This is an interesting question. Do you think in universe it's just tech that they don't know? No, I'm, I'm not going down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> is there what a if God? Starfinder and because there are actual the only reason I ask is because there are. are actual gods in this universe that like there's no questioning whether or not they exist, right? And like whether or not that divinity is actually just an advanced race with tech, like I think that it's canonically magical or divine power or a control over the universe that. Well, uh, is innate yeah. and 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 therefore in magic and not tech. But I want to know. I'm curious about what would change your mind. What what would you in this universe, our our universe, what would you be like? Oh, that's just magic. So like for Ben, someone gets their head blown off and then it regrows in. No, front no, of I him. said head exploded. Wasn't okay. blown off. It's from within. Okay, so someone's head explodes. Yep, and regrows. Ben is not like, oh, that's a trick, or oh, that's yeah. special effects. Yeah, me ben one. is like, Ben is like, that was magic. I am now a believer. Mm-hmm. That is that. That is the, that is. It, what it also I am though sounds, for. Sam, like that you're talking more about conjuring, 
and illusionary stuff. Stop trying to put like, me in a box here, Rudy. No, no, I mean just saying like <laughs> but like but like if you're if you're talking about magic as an exercise in um imposing the will on reality, I think there's a lot of examples of people doing that every day. Um and this is this is where the question is because I knew one of you motherfuckers was going to do this to me. This is why the question is, what would it take for you to see that sh- that 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 alters your understanding of how magic works in the world if you already believe in this like actualizing form of for, magic for me it's necromancy 100 percent. sure it's necromancy like, nothing in my current worldview can account for someone being dead for a long time and then being brought back to life yeah literal brought back to life not like reanimated the corpse right. yeah. literally brought back to existence okay mm-hmm. so what are you what are you seeing what is your experience of this necromancy that changes your mind, right? Because if it's a stranger, you'd be like skeptical. No, right. It has to be someone that I know well, and I can verify that they are actually Boy, back. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also, would... I, I, I assume have to verify that they were previously dead. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I would want to saw them die, and then they're back. Yeah. I would want to speak to them. No, I'm, I'm saying that like seeing them die wouldn't be enough for me. I would mm-hmm. need to talk to the reanimated person and ask them if they were dead or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Sense, My mind would be wondering the entire time if I actually was just incorrect in assuming that they were dead. How right. long would they have to have been dead for? Long time. Like, what if they don't like, know no that they way. were dead? Right. Then I probably wouldn't think it's conclusive. One thing yeah. I can offer with that too, what Fair if enough. their head had exploded? Would that count as a verified <laughs> And then it didn't so, grow back. Didn't grow back though. So then we sell the reanimation. To be fair so though, Ben Morgan, is currently I, in this universe not convinced of magic. Eyewitness testimony is notoriously unreliable. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And deeply racist. Uh, so, so for Will, it's um, it's 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 necromancy. Someone that you knew, who had died, who you had like touched their cold corpse, and had exploded. <laughs> their head exploded. No, their head did not explode. And then they and then they come back. I mean, to kind life of to an extent, though, later. if their head exploded. Like, I, like what I'm trying to say is, like, um, I think of death as like entropy of the universe, right? And like, if if there's a process by which we're reversing the oh. entropy, someone is becoming <laughs> is coming back alive. Then like that would that would break every rule I have in my in my life and universe. And you mean your head might explode. My head might explode in a figurative sense. It comes back. I in a not figurative wrong. sense. And as someone who was raised Catholic, I would probably freak the fuck out. Or you might think you're Jesus. Oh, am I doing the magic? Interesting. If your head the explodes only, and then you came back, I don't know. The only the only reason the only reason I ask about this is because if someone that I knew died, and let's say I went to their their wake, their open casket, and then went to their funeral, and then a month later found out that they were alive, I would have a tough time believing that I hadn't been hoodwinked at the wake and the funeral. I agree. Sure, I totally sure. agree. Right? Like if, but, if, like, so what would be the thing that, but so I think the key question though is what is the thing that would convince you that you had not been hoodwinked? Right. This is. Again. And, is it, and, 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 and honestly, Sam, is there, a, is, there, is there an answer to that question? Or do you just think that that's where you go full stop in your, in your rationalism? Well, this is this is I, this is why I like this question, and is and I'm actually going to turn it back to Will because Will, if if it had been like a month had passed 
and then you see this person again and they are alive, do you just assume that magic exists or do you assume that somehow you were wrong? Yeah, no, I think that the, the, your, your question was what would convince us that magic exists? Yeah. And yeah. I think that it would be some sort of necromancy would be the most likely like scenario and I would need some proof or some like a significant amount of proof. To watch it? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it would not be that I, I see someone who I thought was dead and all of a sudden they just like, you know, show up at the coffee shop or something like that. And, I'm, and like they're there and I'm all of a sudden have a like religious conversion or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, it, it, I think that's the only thing that I can't account for. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me, Sam, is I feel like is I feel like like there's there's examples that we can come up with, but we're going to just find ways for us to not accept those examples anyway. So I think there's like an interesting thing inside that though, Rudy, right? Which in a lot of ways would be the uh, like elder mythosian theory of what madness is, right? Is the attempt to continually rationalize mm-hmm. seeing that which is truly inescapably not of your reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so like that genre of writer, I think is like, I, I've, I, that's where my head's been stuck a little bit here is I'm like, what would do that? Right. Like the right? call of Cthulhu sanity points. Right. Exactly. Like, it, it, like what, what is like, if you don't go insane and the world that you understand shatters around you because magic exists. But you shift your perspective of reality sufficiently to accommodate it. Right. Like mm-hmm. that, I think is the really interesting question psychologically about like what's going on when we try to reach for like wonder right i'll i'll say i'll say that like i think that the thing that might not that might not break my brain and is it is akin to druk sorry um that is akin to wills we've been friends for like a decade sam i'm wow I, i know i looked at i looked at your uh i looked at your name in the window i think that it's it's akin to to healing Blind men see type thing that someone who Loaded was heads. blind, who I knew to be blind and was touched and their head exploded <laughs> and then it grew back and they could see. Right. Um, <laughs> Everyone remembers that, that, that parable that, you know, they, 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 they were, they were touched and they could see again. I, I think I'd Which start wondering about healing magic is necromancy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is in, in a lot of your head. Morgan, I remember when we talked about this the first time, I don't remember what your answer was, but I remember that you were very confident. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I am sensitive to not being fun uh, (laughs) in my answer. uh, But I think think it's like uh, almost nothing, I I think, uh, is, is my answer. I think any single example I would absolutely rationalize is there's just not enough information for me to understand this, right? Until there is overwhelming evidence in many instances in which case the thing that you are calling magic i would say it's not magic my understanding of the world is just more complete now mm-hmm. you know it's not mean? one exploding head it's like a football stadium worth <laughs> of exploding heads but when growing. you get a football stadium of exploding heads that's not magic i'm just like oh that's just a thing that happens that i guess i never knew happened okay mm-hmm. okay pushing pushing back on this a little bit mm-hmm. what if you were doing it Right. What if you woke up one day with like telekinetic powers or what's the, I, I what's the, want the, to... the anime about this, like Death Note, where you like can write a name in a book oh, and yeah. then mm-hmm. like that person dies, like you have that power. For now, it's, it's in that example, though, there's a God involved. I, I just would, would guess that as long as a God was involved, 
that you encountered and spoke to that in your perception of whether or not magic is real might be the least of your concerns. Yeah, fair. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to questioning your own reality. At least. Well, morning, feel- you wake up you wake yeah. up one morning, right? And you sit down on the couch and you're like, oh, I forgot my coffee in the kitchen. And you're like, oh, I wish I had my coffee here. And it comes flying into your hand without spilling a drop. Matilda shit. And then an owl mm. comes straight down your fucking chute. <laughs> I, I, I really don't mean to like poo-poo the idea of like magic as whimsical and Harry Potterish and stuff. But like, again, if it were me, right, it's I you. would be like, okay, there has been some sort of alteration or mutation, maybe within my gene code, maybe with energy around me. He's a nice man. Causing I love it. this. Right. But like the idea that the answer is magic, whatever that means, I'm like, that's not, that's just not actually a thing. Yeah. It's just, right? it's just choosing to not find an explanation and calling it mysterious or mystical or magic. Right. Yeah. You turn towards, um, what are the things that they tried to use in the forest? Like your m- mitochlorians? Mitochlorians. Are, yeah, right. Mitochlorians are, are, are super right. high. But I mean, I, I, but I think that personally, I would never say like, oh, it's just magic. I'd be like, no, I have clearly developed or something changed me. I'll probably spend a lot of time, if not the rest of my life, thinking about how and why. <laughs> but I'm not just going to be like, oh, magic. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy Cole, I feel like I haven't heard. I think mine is like explainable by technology, but I would still think it's magic. Like maybe explainable by technology at a certain point, but I would still consider it magic because it's going to a different reality. And knowing that I have, in every way that is Cole the self that I understand myself to be, have been made an alien in a new entire way of being. Shunted Um, into a universe that has different rules. Any Right? Like, as long as I was certain that I am no longer here and Mm. I am somewhere else in that sense, I think that's the thing that even if it was done with, like, a technology that, like, slices a portal into a different reality, I would still be like, this is fucking magic because I'm in a place where none of what I understand about the world around me is valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that answer. I like that answer. Rudy? I don't know. I think I uh, my answer is too yeah, long and lame. Yeah, mine was too, but I just went with exploding heads. I just got I got a little deep. I know I've stopped and then I... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's just it's just I I, I guess. Elevator pitch me. Elevator pitch me. I don't find the question interesting. Okay, go no, fuck yourself. No, I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I For me personally, it's just for me personally, I don't find the like wondering about making a lamp levitate thing particularly useful when considering what I think the real kind of question at the center of what magic can be or can't be is, which I, again, I think is a question of whether or not one can impose one's will on reality and to affect change. If you can, if you think about magic less in a way of make this book float across the uh, across the room and think about it more in the sense of, you know, Sam and I, we've talked a little bit about this before, but like, you know, I don't know if you still do it, but like writing down over and over again in a book that you were going to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. I did the thing that I wrote down. Yeah. There's this, idea that I think is that it's more about trying to unite the things that you would like to do with an idea that there is something larger than you that you appeal towards. That's 
what I think about with magic, what would change my mind about whether or not that's what it is or how it works would, I don't know. I'd be, I, I guess I would be, I'm kind of the same though. Like if I saw someone levitate something, I, I like, I like learning about, you know, stage magicians so much. I would assume that there's some kind of cool contraption going on. What, what I think I'm hearing is that it is hard to imagine an event that would change the way you view magic because your view on magic is pretty flexible already and like kind of encompasses a lot of the unknown, which is sort of what I'm asking. What is so unknown that you're just like, that's magic. I hear that. That resonates with me. Well, I'm glad because resonates. it sounded rambling and weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful, Rudy. Yeah. I talked about exploding hit. You know what else resonates? That oh, gong. Gongs. That yeah. got hit gong. <laughs> we left off last week with a gong, an alarm gong being hit. It is Sven's turn in the initiative. Sven, what do you do? We saw the last little guy who we presume ran off to ring said gong um, dart off kind of to our east there, right? Uh, yes, um, there is an opening uh, about there, uh, okay. 20 feet away from you down in the middle of the room that you're in off to the east. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Sven is going to run over to see where he went and get the lay of the land. All right. So that was like 20 feet of movement or so. Yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. You would be rounding the corner into this the space that you can see now. Uh-huh. So um, I'm not going to tax you for unrevealed areas. If you got five more feet of movement there, feel free to no, take I'm it. Next out of 25. All right, next um, out of 25. You move. You see a pretty large room, uh, about 40 feet long, 30 feet across. And you see the Zulgath warrior in the northwestern corner of the room. Uh, with a mallet in his hands, banging on this gong. You also see on the far side of the room, a spiral staircase leading up. Uh, do I hear any responses to the gong yet? Obviously. Give me a perception check. Seek yeah. action. 21. 21, you don't hear anything. Okay. Uh, I call it to the others. He's here. Um, I don't think we have very long. <laughs> uh, and that'll be my turn. That'll be your turn. So that's two actions. That's a move and a seek. Yeah, yep, that's all I got. All right, moving to seek. Cool doggy, Sven, revealing an important area. Leighton, you're up. Oh, dear. Uh, it looks like the end may be blocked off, but we can't be certain from whence they'll come. Oh, here, Andruk. Leighton is going to turn Claude over to Andruk, reach down, um, and cast Magic Weapon on Andruk's bow. Cover Sven's back. He's very exposed. And then Leighton is going to make his way down. Is this square still greasy fire, Sam, or did the fire burn off? That is a good question. I don't remember exactly what we'd said about how long, but I think that happened pretty early on in the fight. And uh, I think we'd said it was going to roll for about two turns. I'm going to give you, give me a DC five flat check to see whether or not it has burned off entirely. Love it. Four. <laughs> even fucking better um Leighton and Claude are going to run and jump it oh damn hell yeah what do you need from Claude for that I 
Just need an athletics check, but I don't think that 10 feet is going to be very hard for the horse jumping over fire. Yeah, I sure hope not. It is. Oh, yeah. That's much better. Uh, 28. 28. Yeah, you crush it. Amazing. Um, so they make the great leap. They're down there. Leighton has one action left, but I don't think there's much that's useful to do with it. So he's just going to shout out, I'll watch this passageway and make sure nothing comes crawling over the rocks. So Leighton charges down uh, southerly in the room, leaps the fire, looks over to his left as he does, sees the room that was just described to Sven. That is his turn. That is the end of round three, the top of round four. It is Andruk's turn. Man, you guys have cleared out this batting order. That's for sure. Andruk, you're up. Leighton did give you encouragement in having Sven's back. From where you are right now, there's a pillar in the middle of the room. I think it'll be difficult to see Sven at that opening from where you are in the northwest corner. I think Druk, first of all, is going to say something like, does anyone else just find gunk calming? Like they really get focused the mind. What a beautiful sound. <laughs> um, and then... Just try to listen to it for Andrew, as long as you there's can. There's not that much time for the reflection right now. Um, uh, then Druk will hustle uh, 50 feet to the southeast uh, to get by the doorway that, that Sven is covering. Um, and then from that position by the doorway, we'll take a shot at the Zulgath by the gong. All right, yeah. cool. Since you're shooting around a corner there, I'm going to say that they're getting plus one to their AC. Great. Uh, 26. Ooh. 26 is a hit. It's going to be 12 points of damage. Holy Thank shit. Oh, let's ride. My goodness. Yeah. Sunk. You plant that arrow squarely in his back, but still gong. Gong, gong, with barely a hiccup. That's my turn. Honestly, respect the tenacity. Mm-hmm. This is the most afraid I've been of a Zulgath in a long time. It's that fucking orc <laughs> at Helm's Deep, you know? <laughs> oh, the the berserker. Oh, guys, no, the, the bells. The, the guy with the with the light with the flare. You know what I mean? That lights the bombs that are the berserker yeah. one. Yeah, Aragorn's yeah. like, take him down. And take him like, down. Oh. Yeah. Wait, the, the bells, what were you the saying? The bells uh, at Rockefeller Chapel today on campus were playing the Lord of the Rings theme song at like oh, noon oh, instead of the noon toll as I was walking like between two classes. And I was like, is that, is that fucking, are you fucking, okay, let's do this. Just Cole just recognizes it, starts screaming, charges across <laughs> the quad. I, I was going to say Cole's pant legs immediately start rolling up, and he has suspenders for some reason. Hey, I don't know who's seen who's seen Andor. Have any of you seen Andor? Yeah, Andor mm-hmm. rips. A- Andor yeah, absolutely yeah. rips. Hundred percent rips. I gotta say that like one of the most like at this I was uh, like at the same time aware. That I was being manipulated by some very base on Isn't a very the band basic at the level. End, the last episode, no, no, not the band. It's the it's the dude in the tower hitting the anvil. Oh yeah, and it's oh, just yeah, doom, cool as hell. Yeah. I'm watching that, and I am just eating every second of that <laughs> up with a spoon. Yep. And then, like the you know the 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 stormtrooper, I think, goes up there and he hits mm-hmm. him with the hammer. Guy <laughs> goes flying out, and then he's straight Spoilers. back to the anvil. Yeah, I I love that. I thought Andor. First of all, I thought Andor was awesome. Secondly, loved that part of it. So Andrew, Sven you go, also loved that scene. Sven also loved that scene. Uh, Andrew, you go running up. You put that arrow uh, in the Zulgath warrior's back, uh, still hitting that gong. The professor, it's your turn. What are you doing? The professor will run southwards uh, in between uh, Sven and Andruk. Mm-hmm. 
And is that one action for you? That is one action, and I will uh, attempt to hit Yan Gong Ringer with Produce Flame. Hit Yan Gong Ringer? That's going to miss. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's a 16 to hit. Rudy, are you you still rolling? And where are your dice? I got them here. I just don't feel like using them. I just don't feel like using. All desk. right, well, I, hey, it's, it's, it's just desk. Out for it's, my it's just a desk. Themselves. It's just a desk space thing, really. Desk space thing. All right, so that Zulgath warrior is able to duck underneath as that uh, produce flame goes flying past him. Eugene, you're up. You are still sickened at the end, or not sickened? You are still poisoned at the end of your turn. We will uh, roll that fortitude save, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's cool. your turn. What do you do? Eugene's gonna go about uh, five, ten feet to the edge of the doorway, and then he's going to say, why don't you all take a couple more pokes and then step back? I think it's going to get real greasy in this entryway. And also, are <laughs> you still aubergine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still a bear. Can you cast as a bear? No. Uh, no. You... Okay, so you can't cast as a bear. Okay, heard. Um... Also, also, I don't want to right now, right? Because I want to cast where they're standing. Yeah. Um, heard, heard, heard. Cool. Aubergine comes running up. So that's one movement or one action to move. Any other actions right now? Mm-mm. Let's just say that he's got grease on the ready. Grease on the ready. Uh, that is the end of your turn. If you want to, since you can't cast grease as a bear, do you want to change form or are you good as you are? I'm not trying to play your character. I'm just trying to ask to make sure you're I'm, being economical. Absolutely. I'm going to double check, but I'm fairly certain that getting out of bear form is a free action and so if something goes sideways right now i don't want to waste getting out of bear form until i know that i'm actually going to cast grease no problem do double check that uh just in case it takes up something else we can retcon it because you're leaving two full actions up on this turn but let's give that fortitude save on the closet venom that you are still suffering from uh d20 says 14 and so plus nine on my fortitude for 23 yeah, maybe plus Is another plus another one because of poison yeah. resistance. Yeah, so uh, twenty four crushes it. You are no longer affected by quasit venom. But mm. you know what? Honestly, congratulations to all of us for remembering an affliction week to week. We did a really great you job. I'm proud of everybody. Hero point, Morgan. <laughs> there you go, Morgan. <laughs> you deserve it. Um, that is. Eugene's turn. It is now the Zulgath warrior's turn who is going to free action, drop his gong, and then oh man how big of an idiot is this guy? A a big idiot! He's just gonna go and defend uh, this room he's gonna run up to Sven in just a death sentence an absolute death sentence Respect and is going to lash out with his claws Rolling the die. Did I get an attack of opportunity with him? Uh, no, he didn't leave a threatened square, I oh, don't right. believe. Runs up to Sven, comes in with those jaws at a 23 to hit. Uh, 23 will hit. 23 will hit. That is going to be six points of piercing damage. We got one more action left. You know what we're doing. We're coming around with those claws. Aiming for the throat. To natural one. To natural one. Does not connect. Does not connect. Critical fail. That is the Zulgath's warrior. Probably the last action in life, I want to say, given that we're coming up on Sven's turn. That way, Sven. yeah. How how hit has this guy already been? 
I can't remember. Like, how... Did we tag this guy? You have witnessed all of the damage that has been done to him so far, which was the 12 points from Andruk's uh, sniper shot. And that does look like you can see blood dripping down on every step that he took. Right, He, he looks Red. pretty banged up. Still going to double slice. Uh, so we're going to come through. Glad, glad we answered that question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Thank you for that. Uh, that will be uh, 28 to hit. That's that's a crit. Yeah. Because he's about to be extra banged up. Get it, Ben. 20 points of damage. Devastating. <laughs> yeah, you... I mean, I'll describe this one for you. He runs up, takes a chomp, gets some flesh. You come around with that hammer and just crush its head against the wall. And it slumps down, dead. An arrow still protruding from its back. The gong, Andruk will note, is still fading out. This is the best part of the gong. It, it really focuses the center and like lets you feel this other Sven just fucking scraping brains off of his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, just in a moment I had the heart. Well, tell me more about the heart of the gong. <laughs> the enemies in this room are dead. What are you doing right now? Well, we better get back to banging that gong. <laughs> Someone must continue. Gong. Leighton goes um, to learn about the heart of the gong from Andruk. I'm in the middle of like a Persona Five playthrough. I don't know if you any of you played that, but like I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm hearing the the victory music. That da 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 da. You know. <laughs> no, just me. Okay. Yeah, just keep playing that one there, bud. <laughs> Great. Uh, I perception check. Do we hear anybody coming? Um, yeah, Andruk, Svend. Who else has a high perception? Morgan. All right. Uh, give me each of those numbers. Plus ten. We're doing secret checks right now. So plus 10 for Andruk. Oh, plus 8. Plus 8. I'm sorry. What is this plus number we're talking about? What is your perception modifier? We're doing secret checks. 11? Holy cow. Damn. All right. Strong wisdom. This is where Rudy's supposed to say something about a wisdom-based character. (laughs) All right. So a couple of you, as the gong silences and your ears perk up to hear if there are any more threats approaching, Andruk... Eugene and Svend, your heads all turn as one to the south as you hear whimpers coming from the south. (laughs) Muffled cries. What do you do? Oh, I think we're going up the stairs, boys. Yes, it seems that right to me. (laughs) (laughs) We did this already. There There were some whimpers in the other room. At the same time, I need us. I'm searching for Detris. And I would appreciate you it. You can if search you all for Detris upstairs. Very good. <laughs> the goal yes. is the goal is to get to the top, right? <laughs> we peeked in the basement once and did not like what we saw. <laughs> we fell in the basement once. <laughs> yes, I would advocate for going up the stairs. Uh, make make this decision here. So you hear that you hear the whimpers coming from the south. It looks like there's a hallway that opens up here. Svend is ripping. Svend, it looks like is ripping. Yes, huddle along this way. Leighton hops off of Claude, tries to hop off of Claude, Claude get off me. <laughs> I think Duke, Duke's going to call out. Hello? Hello? Can you hear us? <laughs> and then you hear, like, bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. 
bang, bang. Off in the distance. Friends, that is different than what we heard before. That is someone responding. I was going to say, it does sound more like a uh, muffled cry as opposed to a spooky moan, so maybe we're all right in this instance. This definitely sounds different than the spooky moans that you heard. (laughs) But it does come from potentially a similar direction as to how you get They sound like they're coming closer. Are they, like... It does not sound like they are coming closer. Sam, are we able to see through these rocks or not? Or would we have to start moving them? Andrew, you you can see through those rocks at the end of the hallway. Leighton would like to look through the rocks. All right. Let me grab my reveal areas tool here. A hallway largely identical to the one to the north that you just traversed. Anybody who had walked into the room where you heard the moaning down in that pit recognizes the hallway off to the east of that room looking west down towards that, uh, towards the room where you, you, you found the, the pit with the moaning creatures. Uh, there appears to be a entryway about 20 feet away, halfway up the hallway. The sounds do still sound muffled. People are leaving the room with the spiral staircase. What are y'all doing? Andruk, if you want to investigate further, I can, I can stop the sound that you would make. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Fellas, I, I can't ask you to follow me here, but I need to I need to see this through. Don't um, worry, Andruk, I'll be right behind you. Morgan, you can give voice to that joke. It's a good voice. It's a good joke. Morgan, Peace give out. voice to that joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan gave you the peace sign up. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, honestly, we don't have to follow Love that you for right you. Now. Love that yeah. for you. We're going upstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This sounds important to you. <laughs> yeah, so that's what Morgan would say. Eugene's going to be like, all right, brother, all in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't fight you beside you, this? but I can walk away from you. <laughs> I can tell your story. <laughs> Once you're gone. You taking this buff? What's up? You taking this silence spell? What's going on? What, do you, what's the, what, what are you offering here, Claude? Claude what are you offering here, Leighton? You've known Leighton at least 30 minutes longer than Claude. <laughs> hey, Sam, I, w- I would like to say that can we can we create placement, I think, with the way it is right now, where Eugene can both see down from where he's standing to the rocks that they're going to investigate, while also keeping an eye on the spiral staircase that leads up. So we'll be I'll be able to see and let the group know if people start entering. Yes, you're not going to have a very good angle on the rocks because you're looking down like kind of a, a narrow stretch of the room, uh, but you're able to stay in a position where you can see the end of the hallway at the rocks and also keep an eye on these stairs. Yeah, I don't necessarily, I obviously don't think I can see beyond the rocks or anything like that. I mean to say I can see where my party is around the rocks while also looking at the staircase. Yes, you are Sick. able to do that right now. All right, if I have to, like if I have to make a tactical case here, I think our primary goal is to avoid being encircled by the enemy. And if we run up those stairs, we don't have a, a clear way to get down from those stairs. Whereas where we are, we have multiple ways of exiting. I I think it's probably better to to, to stay on this level until we know whether anyone anyone more is coming. So you're saying we should split the party? What I'm saying is split the party, send the professor up alone. <laughs> Andrew, we're right behind you. I do think, I think Eugene's going to be like, sounds good, brother. I don't think we have that much more time to talk about it. Yeah, All let's right. kill it. That's so right. I agree with that. What are y'all doing? 
Uh, Druk's, go- Druk's gonna motion to for the party to stay where they are, and Druk is gonna go try to check out where this whimpering is coming from. Leighton casts silence on Druk. Leighton casts silence on Druk? It's the first time we've seen this spell, no? Yeah, because in second edition, you're not allowed to target unwilling creatures. So it's fucking useless, except for this situation. <laughs> and you can't target inanimate objects either. So this spell is bullshit and I hate it, but we're going to use it to sneak up to this door that's eight feet away. How long have you had it? Since third level, the beginning of third level, I've never cast it. Dude, we can walk that back. If you've had something for months and have never used it, like, to I'm be not, fair, I, I haven't used have a fun. single one. I haven't used a single one of my second level spells, actually. Oh, um, so you're just, you like shitty spells? Wow. <laughs> We're a five-member party, right? So, like, we can cover more edge cases than normal, uh, than a four, you know, than fewer members could. Um, and so one of the fun things I think about playing, like, a really broad spell list, and the divine list is, like, pretty broad, but not, like, amazing, is you get a bunch of these edge case spells. Silence is a little more edge case than I would have selected, but I also haven't cast resist energy more than once or fairy fire because we haven't hit anything invisible. Heard. So Duke's going to sneak up to this doorway. Yep. That was so much more on Cole's theories on second level spells than was necessary. <laughs> I thought it was really informative, to be honest, Cole. Like, I, I actually, I did learn something there. I think our critiques are just as important as our praise. So Andruk is moving up as you get closer to that sneaky. doorway. Very important for me to say. Yeah, give me, give me a stealth roll. Give me a stealth okay. roll. Oh, you don't uh, have to give me a stealth roll. You're silent. Uh, so you you sneak up to that doorway. As you do, it becomes clearer and clearer that the sounds that you are hearing are coming from the room. As you turn that corner, give me one moment to reveal this little area right here. You see that squiggly line in front of you on the map. That really was a little area. I I do see that. What it means is beyond me, Sam. You are looking at a rich velvet curtain. And behind this curtain. Of a storm cloud emitting lightning. Sorry, lightning? Can I do a religion check on that symbol? Sure, you can do a religion check on this uh, drape. Sam, I was Uh, making fun of the narration and missed the bit about lightning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to live with that. That's a bummer. Uh, it was a twelve on the like total because um, I rolled poorly. A twelve total. Uh, this looks like a relatively expensive piece of cloth, but you're not particularly familiar with what's going on. Nothing is pinging for you. Okay. Does Druk hear anyone coming towards the curtain? You do not hear anyone coming towards the curtain. Okay. What do you do? I think Druk is going to go back to the to the party. I think you go back to the party. Yeah. You hear the muffled cries. You hear the thump, thump, thump. I, I, I All of that Drew is still is, going on. It's not going to, to like threaten anyone's life here. And I think that like he's not going to like commit our commit this party to anything that uh, the party doesn't agree to. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell me what your perception of? Okay, you move back. All right. So you go up to the curtain. You hear those whimpers get louder. You hear the thump, thump, thump. Sounds like cries for help. And you leave. No one is coming this way. I think we should go check this out. Will you follow me? Yes, that is. Yes. You have my monkey. Okay. I forgot about the monkey. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I really I bet did. you did. Yeah. I, He's been sitting on my shoulder the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless these familiars. You I'm invested in your character's story. And I appreciate it. <laughs> 
How is the monkey relating to your story again? <laughs> yeah, you don't have your mind for this. <laughs> it looks like him. Oh, right. It, just, it yeah, looks it like has him. the same it's, costume. It's wearing right. a little hat. In the little you know, yeah, we mentioned it. I don't know a bunch about what Andrik is wearing either. What's on your robes, Andrik? What do those look like? <laughs> Very plain black robes. So, yeah. yeah. Emo. Timeless classic. Yes. So, Andruk goes back and he says this. Eugene, give me After a, a minute of standing in silence. <laughs> Actually, Eugene, I got you. We're doing more secrets. This is checks. a good point because I think that, Cole, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would not be able to talk to the, to the crew because I would be silent. That's right. Um, That's right. You didn't say anything. So you just went back there and now no one can hear anything. Except uh, I still have to do a perception check, right? And I'd like to. I just, I just did it for you, and you rolled a natural twenty on that perception check. I'm going to get to that He's in a second. Andruk, what are report. you doing as you move back to this group silently? What do you do? Do you pantomime? What do you, what do you do? What's going on? I think I pantomime. I think I have no choice but to pantomime. I think I point down the hallway. I make a safe sound, like a safe motion, like a, like an umpire, and then I do like a little bit of, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The party <laughs> around the corner. A little yeah. bit of the old. Now we know why he wants it. to find his friend so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what is the radius of silence? Yeah. Zero. Said is that the yeah, person. It's, it's person. Oh, it's just the person? There's not an aura of <laughs> Sam, silence? Sam, it's so bad. I'm I, not going to read the spell. I just need you to explain it to you. Yeah, he's uh, not going to read yeah, it. Just yeah. lie. <laughs> Head feet. Easy. It makes the, the the first sentence. It makes no sound, preventing creatures from noticing it using hearing alone. Right, and and, and then later goes on to say, including a bunch of stuff, vocals, auditory traits. Da, da, da. But like, Smell. I think if Andruk were to like run into a wall, that noise wouldn't happen. Right, like literally, noises produced by his experience don't happen. Interesting. Edge cases, we don't need to get into them. We're not there because it means that Eugene is not in a radius of 30 feet like Pathfinder 1 in which he couldn't hear anything outside, which means that natural 20 that I rolled is a 31. A critical success on the perception check. My dude, you hear footsteps coming down those stairs. What do y'all do? I think Eugene's going to be like, hey guys, we got company coming now. We can turn and fight them in this alley, in this little corner, or we're running all the way down. I think we run. I think Druk says, clearly, let's fuck him up, um, but completely silent. So <laughs> imagine that as you will. Let's park a truck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are any of those words? Man, we haven't invented that technology for 600 years. All right. What are you doing? Where are your pawns going? Are you, which direction are you going in? I've heard some people say run. I've heard some people make jokes. Um, but I want to know what your character's pawns are doing. Yeah, so Eugene, I'll take. I'll, I'll go first. Eugene's going to unbear. Um, and then he's going to cast Grease on the four squares that I will draw for you. You draw a Grease in the 10 foot by 10 foot area in the little hallway coming out of the room with the spiral staircase into the larger room that you're in. That's correct. And then he's going to... That's great. If they're going to leave that room, they are going to have to go through Greece. Excellent. That's what Eugene does. Do you also move? Yeah, he's going to come down. Well, first he's going to give Leighton a big fat high five. And Leighton casts heal. And then he's going to move down to that square. Uh, 
a little further away from where he's hearing the footsteps, a little closer to Andruk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leighton, roll that heal. For sure. A healing breeze follows you down that little hallway for... Sorry. Addition. You're doing addition. I forgot I heightened it because mm-hmm. I checked off the spell a while ago. Um, seven. Plus About 3,000? 23. Okay. <laughs> that was honestly crazy. <laughs> I overshot. Cole cast a silent spell on himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 23 points of healing and a wonderful high five uh, from Leighton to Eugene. Eugene moves further down into the south of the room. Most of the party is in the southern half of the room now. Greece has trapped the little hallway uh, leading out of the spiral staircase. Uh, what's going on next? Tell me what y'all are doing. I think we're going to cover that hallway. Um, so Duke's going to run to the north and get in position and get in point blank stance. Yeah. So All right. Cool. Gonna come to here at the corner and uh, get ready to swing at anything that comes through. All righty. You all do that. Anjuk, you set your feet and turn towards the staircase just as you see the first of three Zulgath warriors coming down the stairs, turning in your direction, laying eyes on you and charging. Everybody, roll for initiative. Here we go. Okay, everybody in the initiative tracker? Yep. Yep. Excellent. We've got Sven at 27, Eugene at 20, Andruk right behind him at 19. We've got Leighton at 15, and the professor (laughs) at 6. Ooh. It's not a wisdom-based character. (laughs) (laughs) Or perceptive, seemingly. Yeah. Sven, you are up at the top of the batting order. What do you do? Uh, Sven is actually going to just hold and prepare an action to swing on anybody that comes through uh, that little square. (laughs) Greased up, on fire, regardless. Getting swung upon. All right, we've got Zulgath warrior number one who uh, sees Andruk is going to go running 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, double move in here. Forty hits the grease and we're going <laughs> to roll our reflex save. And whoop, 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 whoop. blah, blah. Reflex save 22. That's going to yeah, pass. Do it. That's going to pass. All right, but he's got another square to move through. He's already moved and then he had to double move to get into the grease. So he's going to, I think, just... Oh, God. Don't turn him back now. Yeah, he's just going to move through to try to get out, uh, which means I think that I have to roll another reflex save because I'm moving through another square of grease. Yeah, it does. Oh, Sam, you idiot. That's even better, though. We got a 25 on that That'll one. just barely do it. Just barely does it. And then the Zulgath warrior comes out one more. We've got a double move. Or we've got... We've got two moves, and that gives us just enough time for this sweet little jaw attack. We're going to roll with the dice that's been hot. 19 for a 28 to hit with the jaws. 28 to hit with the jaws on Druk. That's a hit. That's a hit, but not a crit. No, no, no. Your, your, your AC is higher than your AC is higher than that. Why am I even asking? You know, why am I even asking? Boring question at this point. Is that a crit? Yeah, right. That's going to be six points of piercing damage. Six points of piercing damage. That is Zulgath Warrior 1's turn. And I'm pretty sure he's going to look back to his friends and be like, real easy getting through this (laughs) grease. Just run right through, boys. 
So Ben, because you prepared an action, which was to swing as soon as they were in close to you, that's not triggering because this Zulgath warrior is not in your range. Yeah. I will note that if you had held your action, held your turn, it could now be your turn given that its turn has completed. But we're going to stay kind of tight to that holding versus preparing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A little passive aggressive from the Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'm pissed about it. I'm pissed for you guys. You know, this this is upsetting to me, and I got to watch these kinds of decisions. I got to be frank. Our formula is pretty fucking successful. I'm not that worried. I think Sven's got this guy. Yes. No way. You guys are fucked because of that bad decision that I'm highlighting right now. I am trying um, to remember because it's like hard for me to come up with a number. How many fights has Sam won in the 41 episodes we've done? <laughs> <laughs> how many of us are dead? Stop it, guys. No, stop it, though. These are all I really, really like my character. I don't want <laughs> him to die. These are all really good questions that I think... You know what? I'm going to take the note. I'm going to take the note. Take the note. That's it. That's it. Sam, Uh, do you think maybe you just don't understand the game? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of words in that book. I mean, I get it. Maybe you just don't, like, get it? Oh, my God. I certainly... There's certainly plenty of parts of this game that I have not understood on a regular basis for the last 42 episodes. But you know what? I love learning. Uh, Eugene, it is your turn. What do you do? Eugene is going to move 5, 10 feet to right there, just a little closer to the the Zulgath and and, uh, the fray. And then he's going to cast Produce Flame on the grease square that he made just a, a few moments before <laughs> okay i love that uh, you cast produce flame on the grease square uh, i'm going to roll a d4 and we will see how long that grease square is going to uh, remain active actually you know let's just say this morgan can you roll a d4 if you got one in front of you give me a d4 plus one all right d4, d4 plus one plus one that's a four Oh oh my raise God, the gate, baby. Let's one. go. <laughs> Should just set a number. Uh, all right, great. So that's going to be burning for five rounds. <laughs> oh, God. I can track that. No problem. No problem. I really appreciate that. Uh, Eugene, you have lit that on fire. All the important things have happened. Most importantly, this Zulgath warrior has his back to a wall of flame and is within 10 feet of two fighters. Zulgath warrior two... Oh, dear. What are they going to do? Oh, fuck. Um, It seems like they want to run into a grease fire. Yeah, it seems that way, based on behaviors. Andruk, it is your turn. All right. um, Druk is going to try to get some distance between himself and the uh, Zulgath by moving 15 feet to the north. And then uh, they're going to take a single shot at this Zulgath. Here we go. It's a 31 hit yeah that'll hit that's a crit <laughs> great um i have been rolling dog shit on crits for the past two sessions oh my god only 13 points of damage on a crit only 13 points Oof. of damage on a crit to be honest i don't know how much it should be for you at this point but it sounds like that's low uh well i rolled we only ones and twos on on the dice so wow what's max damage for you just give it give us some perspective what, what's the upside um, Six times four is twenty-four plus ten would be like thirty-four. Oh, holy yeah, shit! Feel, does feel a little low. I You're can't rolling a lot of crits too. Yeah. Damn. 
Uh, and then for his last action, Druk is going to cast Shield on himself. Shield on himself. All right. Andruk doing some serious damage, separating himself a little bit from the fray, and then uh, putting up a solid defense. Zulgath Warrior 2's turn is coming up. I just did not expect a fake wall of flame. Honestly, 1d4 plus 1 rounds is insanity. I shouldn't have done that. It's 25 seconds. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, but it feels like it feels like I'm overpowering this thing. I just think that you're doing it good. But honestly, you've corked it well. And I think maybe, I think I'm going to rethink in the future how long something like this can last for. Maybe do a D2 plus one round. 30 seconds to a minute. Hmm? I just looked it up. 30 seconds to a minute. For what? For a grease fire. How long a grease fire burns. What website are you on right now? It's called Google. (laughs) Greasefirelength.com. I've heard of that site. Okay, so you Googled how long does magical grease burn? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when spread in a thin layer. Oh, okay, actually, surface? no, this what is interesting, it? Sam. It's actually so much worse for you. I only read the highlighted part. That's really bad data science. I'm sorry. <laughs> Between 30 seconds and a minute to get the fire out before it gets too big to control. So actually, these guys are well fucked. No, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What As might we all, like, it might be that this is all going to yeah. burn down because we're yeah, in the building. Not much and there's a lot of hay. Here. It's bad news it's for everyone. It's not great. Entire party just self-immolates. <laughs> um, no, I think that this is a thin and very slick coating of Vaseline over everything in that area. And it is going to burn for 30 seconds because that is what I said. And next time, maybe it'll go out faster, given that there is a little magical explosion of fire. Did you say that that's when lit by the spell produce flame in Google? Or is that for any normal grease fry- fryer? For, that's for a grease fire. Yeah, I mean, the thing about this like, kind of stuff. Got it. Let me get some 2E on there. <laughs> There's almost no discernible difference, though, between a grease fire and a magical grease fire. I was going to ask, do you right. think the Zulgats <laughs> accept the fire as being magical? <laughs> At what point would you be watching this fire and be like, okay, that's magical? Once it is as grease and to, once it is fire, is it not yeah. just a grease fire? Yeah, right. this is, they operate the same as mundane grease and mundane fire. And, you know, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, lot, lot to think about. 30 seconds this time, maybe 10 to 20 minutes next time, given, uh, you know, the physics of the situation. Regardless, Zulgath Warrior head explodes. You've, just, Morgan, you just, you've just rendered casters alive. obsolete. Yeah. And he's still alive. So Ben now believes that magic exists in the Pathfinder universe. We're learning a lot. <laughs> Zulgath Warrior 2 uh, charges up to the fire and is not going to run through it. It is Leighton's turn. Leighton, what do you Coward. Do? Well, Cole, inhabiting Leighton in an alternate reality, proving that magic exists, is going to... <laughs> sorry, Morgan, I'm sorry! <laughs> uh, he is going to go back to the old trusteds, because he's actually burned a significant amount of spells, um, and toss a, an electric arc from front troglodyte... I'm sorry, from front Zulgath to back Zulgath. Frontal Gath, back yeah. Gath. All right, can Electric Arc go over <laughs> mundane fire on magical green? We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, let's just say it can for right now. Let's just say it can for right now. No, we'll let's take a couple minutes here, suss this out. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Google. All I need is the yeah. band name that Morgan just gave us, which is Electric Grease Fire. Electric yeah. Grease Fire. <laughs> I'm going to need a reflex save for against eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Uh, Zulgath in the front rolling. 
And that's a two on the die. That's a fail for Zulgath and Frente. And Atraz, what is, is the... Is a critical fail? Can you critically uh, fail this? It's not a critical fail. And no, I don't... Uh, actually, maybe you could, but I don't Ooh. think that is. And that's an 18 for the one in the back. That is two fails, though. So eight and eight. Oh, two fails. Oh, my God. He has eight hit points left. <laughs> In front, eight hit points there. left in front, collapses into the grease fire, which honestly speeds the process, and now you're, you you lose one round, unfortunately. Um, Got it. I immolate some of the grease on the way. Yes. But we can eat Zulgath barbecue for 18 hit points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is our world. This is our world. That's what's wonderful about it. We're just telling the story. All right, Zulgath Warrior 1 is dead. There is a wall of fire between you and Zulgath Warriors 2. And three, it is Zulgath Warrior 3's turn. And let's just see. Seeing its buddy go down is going to sprint. Yeah, he loved him. He's no coward. Through the fire. <laughs> He's no coward. Oh, I'm swinging. Uh, all right. These are the gonna, true gonna friends be... of the Gong Master. Quick reflex save as it runs through, trying to dodge. Actually, you know what? It's going to run and try to jump over it. So we're going to do an athletics check here. Oh, dear. That's bad. That's, oh, there's laces. no way. There's no way. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a six on the die. So uh, jumps late, lands early, and we're going to take uh, one prone. You're going to take one attack fire. from Sven? Yeah, there you are. Um, around the corner... Action was prepared. You're jumping into the square right in front of him. It's a guy in range. 100%. You're absolutely right. So first off, Eugene, give me six points of fire damage. Here we go. Come on, big six. No, sorry, not six. Give me a D6. That was six, dog. I heard two rolls there. What was the first roll? The first one was my D20. Oh. I didn't understand. I thought you meant like DC6. Oh, my God. Gosh, golly. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. You're a trustworthy man. All right, so, uh, Sven, I, I want to say that it's it's within your power here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to swing on it. Yep. Uh, double swing it. <laughs> That'll be 21 to hit. That's a hit. Come on. Uh, for 11 points of damage. Oof. 11 points of damage takes this Zulgath almost down, still in the fight. The professor, it's your turn. Yes, the professor will try and hit this fellow with a produced flame, the Zulgath that is uh, antagonizing Sven and Leighton. Antagonizing, that's what we're calling it. Getting murdered by. Uh, but yeah, please, roll to hit. It's a nine on the die. That is a 19, to, uh, a 19 to hit. 19 to hit, that's a hit, dude. Oh, dope. 2d4, two points of damage, plus the old... So that is six points of damage six points of damage and what i see when you produce this flame is that you're actually pulling it out of the grease fire next to it and it's like and it envelops the zulgath warrior when the fire tames again and goes back into the grease fire the charred husk of this zulgath warrior collapses at the feet of svend Ah. you have destroyed that zulgath warrior there is one more zulgath warrior on the other side of the fire that is the end of round one and the top of round two. Sven, you are up. What are you going to do? Go through the fire to get it? He's going for the gong. I must. 
Um, no, uh, Sven. Uh, <laughs> Sven will do the opposite. Of what yeah. Stop that maniac time. from getting to the gong. <laughs> <laughs> the bells. Watch the bells. What do you do? Uh, Sven, Sven will hold and uh, get that mallet yeah. out of his hand. Sven Activate will hold. when uh, the guy comes back through. Oh man, we got a couple people before the Zulgath Warrior Two goes again. Um, yeah. Eugene, you're up. Sven is holding. Eugene's gonna go to right here. Mm-hmm. Getting a little closer to the doorway. Mm-hmm. So he's also in visible range of our Zulgath friend, um, and then he is going to cast Produce Flame. Uh, at the Zulgath. Old classic. Um, spell attack against your target, Stacy. That's pretty good. Someone's um, dog is barking. That's um, uh, my neighbor's. That's a 20, Sam? You know what? 20 hits. Um, so we're just going to take a little flame and you're going to be. It's not a critical success, though, right? 20 is not a crit. Okay, so it's 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. That's a bummer. That's a 1 plus my spell casting ability modifier so four points of damage four points of damage not nothing i'm gonna mute myself uh, um yeah i'm gonna mute myself so i don't have to hear my neighbor talk but we like it that is eugene's turn andruk you are up you've got a ranged weapon but you can't see the zulgath warrior what do you do uh druk is gonna move 10 feet to the south so that he can see the zulgath warrior I thought you might do something like that. Just yeah, like, I know. Strategic master stroke. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to take two shit. shots at this Zulgath. This first one is for a 28. Let me, yeah. Yeah, that, that 28 hits. 28 hits, yeah. That's uh, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. <laughs> nine hit points left. Oh, Ooh, wow. God. When the mouth works there you out. Go. When the mouth... Tell us more about the mouth. How's that? Yeah. yeah. That, how does the mouth work? Right How's it yeah. going? Tell us all about your mouth. Oh, that misspeak is staying in. <laughs> uh, so that when the mouth works out, it really is satisfying. And mm-hmm. all three Zulgath warriors were quickly dealt with. That seems, for the moment at least, to be the consequences of the gong being rung. You know that there are still whimpers coming out of the room to the south of you. We are going to find out what you do about that next week. Oh, oh my God. God. I mean, it is, it is it's just kind of funny like, when you figure out that you're like, oh, these, we can match. We can just match these guys. These aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put a wall of fire. <laughs> that was good.